how are we doing? Welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. That is the NTT20 betting show. We're sponsored by Betfair. This podcast is for over 18s only. Please make sure that if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking of placing a bet this weekend, make sure you understand the risks that come with doing so. Head to BeGambleAware.org. That really is the best place to go to understand the risks that come with betting. We just ask that you never bet more than you can afford to lose. Never chase your losses. George, hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm well. This week's been dominated by... The announcement of our live show, not the Top 20 Live, at the Leicester Square Theatre on the 19th of May. And it's at 7pm. Tickets went on sale early this week. And, I mean, I can still see a lot of tickets available, but you've been delighted by how many we've shifted, just showing the different mentalities of the Not the Top 20 boys. I think you you seem to have thought we were going to announce it and then we were going to sell out the Leicester Square Theatre in hours. Correct. Whereas I'm... uh, amazed humbled and delighted to see how many seats we've sold it is absolutely incredible to me that you know if you now wanted to sit in a group of more than three people now you can't sit in the first like four rows obviously not you're too late that's pretty cool in my view front row gone third row gone there's eight tickets left in the second row row b and they're just blinking at me so if anyone's listening to this and you fancy coming to Not The Top 20 live with the humble George Ellick. Mm, humbled. Yeah, just a hugely humble man. Uh, then we will be live on the 19th of May and it'd be great to see you there. Uh, last week on this, The Betting Show, well, how do you, George Ellick, end up in profit after losing your two-point nap? You get the next best up at 5-2. to two. You get a goal scorer up at 100-30. to 30. Keon Tete. What a pick that was against Wickham. Didn't see you predicting Alfie May scoring four in the same game, but that's fine. It meant that you were good enough for a a 2.19 point profit. Despite uh, the late Port Vale goal, a 93rd minute really costing me, and the late Coventry winner. So yeah, it was nearly nearly four. The last minute cost me double up. It was a very straightforward week for me with a small bit of profit. That's because my nap, Bristol Rovers, was a winner at two to one, so a four-point winner. Uh, and then three losing one-point picks and a postponed lay bet meant a small one-point profit. So, looking to go again in this, a throbbing EFL docket, albeit one that I think we both found quite difficult from a punting perspective. Let's see how we go. What is your nap? What's your best bet in the EFL this weekend? The nap is Forest Green to beat Crawley Town at 19-20. to 20. This is a, a proper case of jumping on a bit of bad form uh, by still backing the, the quite clear quality team where if this game was played a couple of weeks ago, they'd have been a, they'd have been a lot shorter. Um, they come here <clears throat> off the back of just one point in the last two games, which for Forest Green is um, pretty poor going. Um, they lost last time out at home to Walsall, and, and deservedly so. I mean, Walsall did nothing to frank that form in midweek by getting absolutely hammered themselves at Swindon. Uh, and before that, they, they they took a point at Sutton, but again, the performance level wasn't that high. So are there signs that possibly things are starting to, to unravel for Forest Green? Maybe. They're still 10 points clear. There's still games in hand in, in those below, of those below them. They probably only have to be the 7th or 8th best team in the league uh, still to win the league, let alone go up automatically. So not too much cause for concern, you wouldn't say. Um, and... You know, I, I'm of the belief quite often that the best time to side with a quality team is when they've just dropped a, a, a couple of points in, in fixtures because it means you're getting a better price. They could play against Crawley. Um, Crawley under John Yems have been a I'm magnificent... I'm pretty sure this is a team about whom you said something like, 
there's no team in the EFL that confuses me more than Crawley. I don't know why they play well. I don't know when they won't play well. I don't know when they're going to win. I don't know when they're going to lose. So lots happened in the last, what's that, probably week. Well, I mean, let me just read out to you their, their home form yes, please. in all competitions. Okay, So this is starting on the 5th of October 2021. Okay, could be here for a while. 4-0 loss. 1-0 loss. 3-1 loss. 4-1 loss. 1-0 loss. 4-0 loss. Draw. 1-0. 2-1 loss. 3-1 win. 1-0 loss. 2-all draw. 1-0 loss. Really? I mean, that's that Crawley is, at home? That's Crawley at home in all competitions since mid-October. That is not very good. Wow. And so it's a bit of a, a you know, not top 20 betting show cliche, but home advantage is being factored into the price here. Is there any home advantage? I think quite clearly not. I mean, Crawley are a, are a team who seem, for whatever reason, under the MZ to perform on the road and not too well at home. Um, you could argue that at home, in terms of pure results, they're one of the worst teams in the division. And we know what Forest Green do to those sides. Forest Green have had a week's rest um, as of Crawley, but for Forest Green, that means, I think that's quite important off the back of those two uh, difficult results. Hopefully they'd have been able to sort out whatever was going wrong. Um and at near enough even money, you know, you look at some of the teams that are odds on, especially in the championship this week, and you kind of kind of pick holes in all of them. Um, I think Forest Green are a very very good value to to justify that price. Also in League Two for my nap, also unfortunately quite a skinny price. Port Vale are my nap, what I consider to be the banker in the EFL this weekend. They're at 1.8, 4-5 to five to win at home to Stevenage. Vale are on a bit of an odd run at the moment in that they are unbeaten in seven games, but it's only two wins and five draws in that time. So despite an extended unbeaten run, they've not been progressing up the table, much to the frustration of their fans. The run does include draws against the current top three, Forest Green, Tranmere and Northampton. They're the better side against Rochdale in midweek and conceded an injury time goal to draw. That balanced out the injury time goal they scored at Tranmere last weekend. So it's quite a hard one to, to get your head around on paper. My stance is... Their performances are, are pretty strong still, I think, and I expect the results to follow. In particular, their defence. Uh, the Vale defence is very dependable, very strong, very miserly indeed. It's rare that they concede more than one goal, um, and they're always in games as a result. Now, they're not as strong going forward. The fans have been frustrated about this. I think the injury to Tom Conlon, who's been out for a while, certainly hasn't helped with creativity in the final third and, and from midfield. Uh, that's where well, that's where they've been struggling a little bit. But they've had enough time without Conlon now. And I think after an initial, that uh, was a bit of a shock to the system initially, they're just starting to turn it around a little bit. Mostly I look at the squad and I'm not sure I'd realised how strong it was, how many options they have in the Vale squad. None necessarily, and maybe this is why, that we talk about a lot as like stars of the division, uh, other than Conlon and, and Worrell at times. But a lot of very good players for the level. And I think apart from maybe in central midfield, they look pretty well stocked as well, which is good because they've got a lot of games at the moment. They've got games in hand to make up. That's their biggest obstacle, I think, is the schedule. They've got seven games to play in the next four weeks. Uh, of course, manager Daryl Clark is currently on a leave of absence at the moment uh, due to a bereavement, and uh, we don't know when he will return. But they've got four bottom half teams up next. I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing Vale in sixth, seventh, eighth in a few weeks. So that's my newest EFL stance, I think. Port Vale on the up. Uh, they're up against Stevenage this weekend. I went against Stevenage uh, last week, didn't I? And they 
well, they lost 4-0 at home to Bristol Rovers. So I will repeat what I said there for those who weren't listening. Uh, I don't think Stevenage are anything special. They've been second best now in each of their last five games with three defeats and two draws. They had that good run a few weeks back, didn't they? But looking into that a little more deeply, I don't think there was anything particularly special or sustainable about it. Some very hot finishing, particularly from Norris and Taylor, made the difference, but they have slowed down considerably. So their overall record under Tisdale, three wins, six draws, six defeats. They failed to score in over half of his 15 games, 8 of 15, and they've kept just clean she- uh, three clean sheets in that time. So I think Vale, the better side here, I think they can pick up a bit of confidence, which they need if they're going to achieve their goal of promotion. They're my nap at 1.8 to win at Vale Park this weekend. Next best, please. Hold me closer, tiny stancer. Oh, I thought yeah. about singing it, but I thought, no, well, that's you. No, it's you. what you are. I thought you were backing Barry Bannon to score. He's the tiniest stancer. No, no it's you. You're the tiny stancer because you're, you know, you're quite small and you take stances. The one is the Port Vale are going to rise up the league. Oh, he, the lip curled there when I mentioned your height. Uh, let's move swiftly on to Oldham. Shazerection. Um, I am backing Oldham to beat Colchester in what is, well, I mean, I was going to say it's a kind of relegation um, clash. And the way that Oldham are going, it's not going to be a relegation clash for too much longer. Oldham currently in 22nd, Colchester in 21 and 21st, both just outside the relegation zone. Uh, Carlisle have changed management with uh, Paul Simpson coming in. Kind of feels like are trying to replicate what Oldham have done with John Sheridan by bringing in a bit of a club legend to try and um, galvanise the club. And um, what what Sheridan's doing at Oldham is is totally ridiculous. It defies belief. It's not even one of those weird little runs where you look at the XG data and you see that they're kind of getting very lucky. They're, they've got a positive XG ratio over the course of those games. Um, it, it feels like a, a, a club and a side who just totally believe in their ability to get out of this division. Um, and for Colchester, who went on a, a decent little run, under Wayne Brown to start with, things are unravelling pretty quickly. Um, we've seen them lose in midweek at home to Hartlepool, getting battered 3-0 uh, away at Northampton as well. And then that two-all draw against uh, against Carlisle, where um, Carlisle scored late on to, to, to take a big point. You know, Carlisle are a team who are as abject as anyone or have been in this division and were able to um, get a point at, Old, at Colchester and Oldham are, are completely different to that. I, I don't think the market's necessarily caught up with what Sheridan is doing and this is still in the crux of, of, of the operation. You know, even though, as I said, if they carry on the way they are, they're going to get there pretty cosily. Winning games like this is going to be incredibly important to do so whilst also drip bringing Colchester down into it as well. And the prices, you know, the sportsbook, uh, Betfair Sportsbook have Colchester 23 to 20, the draw 23 to 10 and Oldham uh, 12 to 5. I, I just don't think that is right. I think if you're back in Colchester at 23 to 20 this weekend to be Oldham, um, I, I would love to hear your reasoning because I, I couldn't make a case for that at all. I think this is just a bit of value where Oldham, uh, the Chesurection to continue under, under John Sheridan, Oldham 12 to 5, straight up win. My next best is Ipswich to win to nil against Morecambe. Uh, spice it up a little bit. That's at 3.25 with the Betfair Sportsbook Ipswich to win to nil. I did a lot of research into Kieran McKenna's Ipswich last week ahead of a, uh, a Sky Sports segment that never went to air because of Storm Eunice scuppering the Bournemouth. Nottingham Forest game, but we'll see the 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 air, the light of day uh, next Friday, hopefully, all being well, and we'll talk about Kieran McKenna there in more depth, but I've been very impressed in particular with how he 
has set up Ipswich, how well drilled and well coached they are, in particular out of possession. And teams are finding it very difficult to breach them, get anywhere near their goal. That has coughed up eight clean sheets in his 11 league games so far, five in a row. And I think it's repeatable. I think it's sustainable. That doesn't mean I think they're going to keep keep a clean sheet every single game from now until the end of the season. That's not how it works. But I, I don't think it's a particularly fortunate record, put it that way, in the way that, that some other teams are when they you know, they just get a bit of luck, a lot of poor finishing from the opposition, some great goalkeeper uh, displays. I, I really think this is down to um, the shape, the setup, all of that sort of stuff. The players are loving it. Loads of positive quotes coming out recently about McKenna, how good his sessions are, how clear and effective his instructions are, um, and they're doing really well. Now, at the other end of the pitch, goals are a little harder to come by. They've only scored nine in their last nine games. And they failed to score in four of those last nine, including in midweek. They couldn't get past Cheltenham in the first half, despite quite a lot of territory, quite a few shots. But again, they did keep a clean sheet. So at the top end of the pitch is not yet free flowing. It's not just it's not clicked just yet. But certainly by no means horrendous. And, and they have been the better side in uh, most of their recent games. They're up against a Morecambe side who have had a hell of a week, haven't they? Stephen Robinson leaving out of nowhere. The, the news of his departure to St Mirren, broken by Fabrizio Romano, of all people. Uh, and the return announced this morning of Derek Adams, uh, who took them up from League Two last year, left them for Bradford City in League Two, sacked by Bradford City just a few days before Morecambe's manager left. It all made a lot of sense. Adams is back. There's a lot of non-Morecambe fans saying, I don't understand why they're even welcoming him back after him, him walking out on them. I don't think that really matters. I'm sure he'll get a, a positive reception despite leaving them. The club needs a positive atmosphere to help achieve survival. And Adams will bring that because of what he achieved uh, last season. Something pretty miraculous, really. Now, Morecambe's recent approach under Robinson has been take loads of shots, face even more shots and see what happens. And generally, the results haven't been falling in their favour. I suspect Adams is going to want to tighten things up first and foremost. Not to say his Morecambe team didn't score goals last season, but I'm not sure that initially that's the way he's going to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're a little less ambitious with the ball and they struggle to break Ipswich down. The question is, can Ipswich break them down at the other end? Um, as I say, nil-nil against Cheltenham in midweek, but plenty of territory, plenty of shots, no goals. They've got the quality to, to make sure they're not in this game. Really strong record against bottom eight teams. So the bottom, what's that? Bottom third of the table, Ipswich uh, played 11, won nine, drawn two, lost none. I think they are the likely winners, as do the bookies. And I think the way they can win is by keeping another clean sheet. So I'm backing them to win to nil at 3.25. Don't forget the Betfair have no cash out suspensions or match odds for all football league games. That's applicable to singles and multiples. There'll be no cash out suspensions uh, during the games if you've bet on match odds for all EFL games, singles or multiples. George, we move from the sportsbook to the Betfair exchange and we'll put up a lay bet. Who are you getting against this weekend? I'm going to lay Luton. Leighton. I'm laying Luton at home to Derby. Um, Luton have been in fine fettle, haven't they, mm. in recent weeks? They are charging towards the playoffs. Uh, and as I said a second ago, uh, you know, often when the people go on these big runs, it's probably the time to either get with or get against. And I think now after um, three wins in their last four, beating Barnsley, West Brom and Stoke, I think now might be the time to get against them. Um, the data side of things hasn't been great in those games. Spoke to a couple of people today who were at Stoke Luton yesterday and said that Luton were, were pretty poor. Stoke were just much poorer. Um, I spoke to some Bristol City fans who saw their who saw them get beat there uh, the other day back in January, who's had similar things to say. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of of of, um, 
of Nathan Jones and what he's doing. This is by no means me saying I, I don't rate them. Uh, I just think that maybe people and the market is getting a bit carried away as to what they are all about and how good they are. Um, Derby are the visitors who are still scrapping for their lives. It was a, a, a poor performance uh, against Millwall where they were kind of beat before they even got started with Millwall scoring twice fairly early on. Uh, the, the loss of Tom Lawrence is big. I was pretty surprised that Lawrence's absence didn't mean that Colin Kazim Richard started from the, from the, from the front. Uh, instead, it was Luke Plange, um, Louis Sibley, and um, Festia Basele playing as a front three, which is just incredibly young. I've got a feeling Rooney might look to to, to bring in some experience, uh, some older heads in advanced areas. But they weren't, you know, Derby weren't poor by any stretch uh, at 2-0. You know, they weren't blown away uh, here. And, and I think they will provide decent enough. Um, yeah, just, you know, a... a they come into this when a point would be a fairly decent result and they're going to be very competitive as they have been all season. I think 1.91, which is what I've laid Derby at, is is very, very short. Um, you know, when you consider that shorter than, than Forest Green to go to Crawley and win, um, I, yeah, that, that doesn't isn't how I see it. So laying Luton at 1.91 to beat Derby at home uh, on Saturday is my lay. So I'm laying AFC Wimbledon, huge game in League One. They are hosting Doncaster. And I've laid Wimbledon at 1.8. It's a team winless in 14 league games. So in the, instantly I'm thinking, ah, George has just told me that when a team is on an extended streak, it might be time to, to back that to finish. I mean, yes. And certainly there, there's pretty strong favourites here considering that run of form. It's a Wimbledon side that's one of the youngest, if not the youngest in the EFL, um, really suffering at the moment. It's a, a massive gain with huge pressure. I'm obviously ramping it up myself here, but it, it really is. You know, the business end of the season starts now. There are four points between the teams. The pressure's all on Wimbledon, realistically, as the team being chased just above the drop zone. And we see it time and time again that the, the pressure can tell when you're the team above the drop zone. It's amazing how dropping into the relegation zone sometimes brings better performances because then you are the, the hunter rather than the hunted. The huge tension around this game could focus the minds of this very young Dons team. No doubt they'll be well supported by the the home crowd at Plough Lane who have been behind them despite this poor run. Or it could all be a bit much for them. They were second best at Jills in midweek in another big game. That one finished nil-nil. And they were bare bones, weren't they, last weekend in, in defeat to Bolton. That was easily explained away with the um, the players they had unavailable. Basically, all their best goal scorers and creators were missing for that one. Some of them are back. McCormick was back from suspension. Uh, Mark Robinson has said that Woodyard, Asal and Rodoni should be back in contention for Saturday as well. Hartigan won't be back. He's crucial for them, I think, both in terms of setting the tempo at the base midfield, build up from the back, and in that set-piece delivery, he's out as well. Up against a Donny side who are not a good side either, let's be clear about that. But results have picked up recently and they have started picking up wins. A bit of fortune in some of those wins if you look at the balance of play, but there's a greater belief, dare I say it, at the moment. I think some of the January additions have helped a lot. Uh, Ollie Younger, particularly at the back, and Josh Martin on loan from Norwich with just a bit of extra quality. We've seen good moments as well from Rio Griffiths, haven't we? It's a slightly different team that was getting than the one that was getting absolutely battered it felt like in every game before Christmas um, and Wimbledon unfortunately they had a, I'd say a net negative January transfer window obviously losing Ollie Palmer uh, the finances of that deal meant that it was you know it would have been ridiculous to turn that down but it, it has left them light up front and, and it, it looks as though the work that Palmer would have done sort of physically was bringing the best out of Rodoni and Asal, dare I say it, in the first half of the season in a way that uh, the other strikers are, are struggling to do right now. So they're, they're struggling, Wimbledon. They're not looking great at the moment. My gut feeling is that 
Donny come here much more confident, probably with the bigger attacking threat as well. I think in a real, really tense game, that could make the difference. I think they can afford a defeat here. So I'm happy to lay Wimbledon at 1.8. That just felt short as soon as I saw it for a team uh, winless in 14 that seems to have forgotten how to get over the line in football matches. So uh, AFC Wimbledon, my lay, uh, that's already been matched at 1.8 on the Betfair Exchange. Goals bet now. Gosh, uh, I'm backing over one and a half goals for Sheffield Wednesday at uh, four to five. This is basically because I had three... I had three picks and there were Forest Green, Sheffield Wednesday and um, and Oldham and I had to get rid of one of them and I wanted to find a way to get Wednesday in as my goals bet and this is it. Um, Charlton are not in a good place at the moment. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a difficult position for them to be in uh, and it feels like after a bit of momentum was built in terms of a bit of belief in them getting into the playoffs, that has gone. You know, they will not be getting the play- into the playoffs this season. And the rest of the campaign is basically all around Johnny Jackson showing that he's the right man to take them forward next season, which I wholeheartedly hope that he does. But I think they're coming up against, as I've said many times, in Sheffield Wednesday, one of the best, if not the best teams currently playing in League One. They are uh, very, very slick going forward. They're solid at the back. And I think having seen MK Dons put two past uh, Charlton, having seen Oxford put four past them, having seen Bolton put two past them, uh, I think getting even money about Sheffield Wednesday managing to do the same is 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 a good way to go about backing this one. Um, so yeah, Wednesday over a one point five uh, against Charlton is my goals bet. Yes, lovely. Over two point five goals for me in Accrington against Wickham. That's my goals bet this week at one point nine, uh, nine to ten with the Betfair Sportsbook. I couldn't believe this, George. Accrington Stanley have taken the most shots in League One this season, more than Rotherham. Wow, um, that they, is mad. I don't. I'd love to know at what point John Coleman just went, just shoot, lads. Honestly, just shoot from anywhere. We'll see what happens. Um, I know that they've been struggling at the very top end of the pitch. Uh, Dion Charles obviously uh, left for Bolton, having not played at all. Colby Bishop has has had some trouble through injuries. Maybe it's a case of you know what, we're not that strong at the very top of the pitch. We are quite strong in midfield. Players like Butcher and Hamilton just taking aim from range McConville as well let's just test out the keeper and, and see what happens um, they're up against the Wickham side who have had the third most shots per game in League One so again we basically have to change what we think about Wickham which is which we'd built over a decade of Gareth Ainsworth uh, because they haven't been that this season they haven't been yeah. really strong defensively physically sound and and, uh, and and winning narrowly they've been kind of shot happy trigger happy and very very vulnerable defensively uh, and that five will draw against Cheltenham last weekend they conceded three against Wigan in midweek uh, the two teams face the 11th and 7th most shots per game so you you just build this picture of two teams that want to give it a good go going forward but who both struggle defensively so for me that that seems like an obvious goals bet uh, Accrington's home games have averaged 3.06 goals a game this season uh, Wickham exactly 2.5 away from home but I reckon they'll be quite up for for another game of what they'd hope will be manageable chaos. But I think it just could be pure chaos. I'm looking forward to this one. Aki against Wickham over 2.5 goals at 1.9 is my goals pick. Remember, we're Betfair. If you bet £20 on multiples or bet builders, you'll receive a £5 free bet to use also on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply for that. Check them out on the Betfair website. £20 or multiples or bet builders and you'll get a £5 free bet to use on multiples or bet builders with Betfair. It just leaves... Goal scorer picks. I think these are. Can I be honest? I think this is my favorite yeah. part of the pod. I think it's my favorite part of my life. 
Wow, what a story topper you are. Every time I go to Tenerife, you've been to Elevenerife. Where are we going on Sunday? Barcelona. Yeah. I'm having second thoughts about going away with you after you <laughs> told me I was small on my own podcast. On our own podcast. Our podcast. I haven't yet mentioned that your hair's bad. I have never mentioned that. I've been thinking it for six years. I've never even said it. And now it's all coming out. Well, I remember when I, I once tweeted about Jonathan Woodgate's hair saying, does anyone else think that Jonathan Woodgate's hair is so nice and fluffy the whole time? And someone, I think it might have been Blaze, replied being like, that's so weird. It's a choice I always think whenever I see you on TV. Yeah, you used to have nice hair and then you changed <laughs> the style and now it looks stupid. Okay. You look like a Lego man. On to the... John Swift, thanks. Uh, on to uh, Leighton Orient, who are playing against Carlisle. All change at these two. Two of the most out-of-form teams, not just in the country, not just in Europe, but the world, I reckon. Um, they are both aggressively out of form. We know who's going to be managing um, Carlisle. Simpson, as I mentioned, a club legend who has overseen some amazing success at that club. Uh, and, you know, I think it's probably quite a good move. He's got a better managerial track record than Keith Millen. He hasn't managed for a long time, but certainly gets the club. And, and that does seem to be kind of an intangible um, benefit to that. Kenny Jackett's left late in Orient. Uh, I don't know what has happened there since we went to go and see them beat Swindon 4-1. Um, the performances have been totally awful, uh, abject to say the least. We're not sure who's going to be their full-time manager yet. But for Orient to be heavy odds on, I think, is against anyone until we know that and we see an improvement is too short. So I, I wanted to find a Carlisle player to back to score uh, any time. And their biggest goal threat in the last couple of weeks has been um, Toby Showsilver who is 16-5 to score any time. He came in from Sutton in January. He scored one and three. He's playing through the middle uh, in a 4-3-3 uh, and should do again, you'd think. And he's impressed. You know, Carlisle fans think he's started pretty well. He scored the equaliser uh, away at um, Colchester a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's, you know, given that I think that Carlisle a value given that I think that, you know, Leighton Orient's form is so woeful and whoever's coming in is going to have to improve them defensively very quickly. Um, and how big a game this is for Carlisle. I think show silver to score any time at 16 to five is the way I'm playing it. I've got my bow and arrow out once again, Cameron Archer. I still think he's the best value striker to score in the EFL this weekend uh, at three to one. You might remember I picked him at 11 to four, two weeks ago. That was a winner scoring against pot. He's chunkier. This weekend, that's because North End are away at Coventry City. Coventry, the favourites here. And I think there's probably a bit of value in Preston because everyone that's watching Coventry recently says they look very tired. Even Robbins himself basically pointed at the FA Cup game they played against Southampton on the 5th of Feb three weeks ago and said that just took a lot out of us going to extra time against Saints. Such a high intensity team. They haven't had any rest since then. They've been playing midweek, Saturday, midweek, Saturday, midweek. And this is the Saturday. They haven't had more than three days rest since the 5th of February. I think it has taken a lot out of them. So uh, I think Preston have a decent chance this weekend. I think Archer is, well, as I said a couple of weeks ago, he's absolute dynamite. Uh, he scored in that game against Posh. He scored in the next game against Reading. And then in midweek, missed a one-on-one against Forrest. Best chance of the game fell to Archer. And that's not a coincidence. The best chances of games are falling to Cameron Archer and or he's creating his own chance uh, chances and scoring great goals like the one he scored against Peterborough. He's both a fox in the box and someone that can create his own shots. 
I went through the stats two weeks ago in terms of his goal scoring rate this season across the Carabao Cup, the Pizza Cup, PL2 with Aston Villa, and now with Preston. It's, it's it's unbelievable. He is scoring at an insane rate. Um, he's getting chances, and although in midweek he missed it, I'd back him to score more often than not. So, uh, yeah, Preston being outsiders, which I guess is why he's out at three to one. It's not a huge concern with me for this bet. My main concern is that he might be rotated out because he has started six games in a row in the league, played the full ninety uh, in the last couple. Um, so that's my main concern here. Otherwise, I'm pretty excited to be on Cameron Archer again at three to one. Should say, wait for the team news here. If he is rotated out. I'll be backing Aaron Collins of Bristol Rovers instead at 3.75, 11-4. For the reasons I mentioned last week, I'm really into Bristol Rovers at the moment. Collins, incredibly streaky striker, currently on a hot one with 3-3. So uh, if Archer doesn't start, if Collins does start for Bristol Rovers, I'll be backing him instead at 3.75, 11-4. George, recap me. FGR, Forest Green Rovers, my nap. Oldham, my next best. Luton, delay. Sheffield Wednesday to score over one and a half goals. The goals bet. And Toby Silver to score any time for Carlisle is my goal scorer. My nap is Port Vale, 1.8 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Next best, Ipswich to win to nil against Morecambe at 3.25. I've laid Wimbledon at 1.8. I'm backing Accrington and Wickham to go over 2.5 goals at 1.9. And Cameron Archer to score for Preston at Coventry this weekend at 3-1. to one. Many thanks to our sponsors, Betfair, for their continued sponsorship and support of this podcast. And many thanks to all of you who have bought a ticket to Not The Top 20 live on the 19th of May at 7pm at the Leicester Square Theatre. Get yourself in row B. Eight tickets just winking at me, mugging me right off, just like my friend and co-host George Ellick has done throughout this podcast. It's been a fractious betting show, I'll be honest. We're going to have to turn things around by the time that we fly to Barcelona on Sunday for a couple of days of cerveza and golf because, yeah, there might not be a podcast this time next week. Jesus. Go well, everyone. Have a great weekend. Make sure if you have a bet this weekend, you're doing so responsibly. Head to begambleaware.org for more information. Uh, Best of luck. We'll talk again on Monday. Cannot wait.